Growing a successful design business is hard work. There's so much to do and so little time to get it all done, not to mention the actual design work. The good news is that we are here to help. I'm Krista, the WordPress developer and website strategist from KristaRay.co. And I'm Corey, the designer and creative coach from CoreyWoodard.com. In the Get Back to Design podcast, we're going to share strategies and tools to help streamline and grow your design business, ditch the code and anything else you don't love, and well, get back to design. Grab a cup of coffee, open that Illustrator file you've been working on, and let's dive in. I am so excited for today's guest, you guys. Amanda and I met through the lovely Erin Flynn, who we had on a few months ago. And Amanda started her business back in 2011 doing family photography. And later on, she decided to go back to school and get her second bachelor's degree in graphic design and a master's degree in internet marketing. Corey's sitting here shaking her head. Holy moly, we got a smart one on our hands today, guys. Yeah. (laughs) So when she went back to school, she also started her second business as a web designer. And like a lot of us have experienced, um, for Amanda, it's been a slow and steady climb in her business, but she does amazingly well with getting clients through referrals. And something that really stuck out to me when Amanda and I first started chatting back and forth, um, she works with a copywriter on all of her projects. And when I heard that, I knew I needed to bring her on the podcast so we could all learn more about it. So welcome, Amanda. We are so excited to have you today. Yay, thank you. I'm glad to be here. Um, I am really in love with the fact that you kind of originally got started in this creative realm with photography because I feel like that's really common for designers. I actually did photography and tried to go to college for photography and then was like, nope, okay, design. (laughs) So I think it's pretty neat that you did that before you kind of transitioned. Yeah, I have my first degree, my first bachelor's is fine art. So I studied photography a lot when I was in school the first time, and I decided one day that I wanted to do what I love to do, and so I started my photography business. I, <laughs> I have a dad who's an entrepreneur, so it was kind of like, oh, this makes sense. Why have I not thought of this before? Mm-hmm. So I jumped in, and I loved it, but then as I was going, I learned that I liked to do all of my design things by myself, and I had to, and I knew nothing. <laughs> and I'm the type of person who I like to understand all of the things. So I was like, why not go back to school? I'm, I was going <laughs> to school, actually, for something else. And I decided, I'm just going to switch, and I'm going to do this thing that I really love. So that's what happened. <laughs> So, okay, aside from that background and then what Krista said, I know we just got a little bit about what you're doing, but I would just really love to hear more about what it looked like to actually start your design business and then just how things have changed since then. So I'm not sure if this is the right thing to do, but I started (laughs) my business like as soon as I started school. I think it was maybe three months in. And since I already had my photography business, I thought, well, how hard could this be? And so I started right away and I had moved back to Florida at that point, which is where my dad has his business. 
And I was able to get clients really early on because he referred me to a lot of people locally. Plus, I also had my photographer friends who all needed websites. And so with that, it worked really, really well. But at the same time, I also worked for a print shop part-time. And so I did a lot of print stuff, and I really discovered that I hated it. I just, it was not for me. And the web stuff was really fun. So I decided, like, through time, it took a while, but through time, I discovered that web design was really, really what I love to do. And so eventually, at some point, it was a couple of years in, I decided to completely get rid of anything else that I hated doing and only focus on the web design. I still will do logos because I actually do love to do that, but I don't do any of the little print things that I did before that I hated doing. I don't do any of that anymore, unless it's for myself. <laughs> yeah, that's how it works, right? But I love that you like realized you didn't like those things and allowed yourself to cut them out. Because I think a lot of designers fall in the trap of feeling like they have to do everything, mm -hmm. uh, no matter what it is, just to like compete or, you know, be a real designer or whatever. Um, but I'm all about doing what you like to do. So mm -hmm. I love that you did it that way. Yeah, I. that's why I have my own business. <laughs> yeah, right. That's because why we do this. I want to do what I want to do. Yep. <laughs> Yep, I love that you stick to that. Yes, I do. <laughs> so when I heard that all of your clients work with your copywriter and that she's included right in with your packages, I was like seriously in awe of the whole idea and how well the two of you have made it work because... At the time, I was semi-familiar with designers adding developers to their packages. I hadn't actually seen it a lot, but I had never thought of a copywriter, and holy cow, is that useful. So I would love to know what made you initially realize that working with a copywriter would be a good thing to try out. Well, a couple of years ago, I did everything myself. I didn't really know all of the development stuff. I was learning as I was going. And then I found you and I was like, oh my goodness, saving my life. <laughs> and the part that was really the hardest thing, I mean, I could make it work with doing my little CSS stuff that I knew how to do. But getting my clients to do the copy part has always been the hardest part, always been the hardest part. And they've always struggled with it so much that it's just kind of been like slapping it together. And I'm not that type of person. I hate just like throwing things together and making it work just because we have a deadline and trying to, you know, do the best that we can with what we've got. I want it to, to do something for them. I don't want them to get to the end of it and to be like, well, my website is not working for me. So working with my friend Chris, I discovered that we should just work together. It mm -hmm. would be an awesome thing. And especially, you know, the clients that I work with, they're creative ladies and they're all very vibrant. And their stuff would come to me and it would be like, this is a resume. This is so boring. This is like not you. I've met them, you know, face to face and hearing them talk and hearing the passion that they have for what they do and not seeing that translate was really hard for me. And I was working with Chris on my own website. So I, and we had been friends for a while. And one day I was just like, listen, <laughs> 
we need to just work together. We just need to somehow like work our packages and make it so that we can have clients together. And I think it'll make life much easier for us and Mm -hmm. for our clients. So that's kind of how it was born. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I think so many people could learn from your mindset behind this. You don't want to slap something together just because someone is paying you to do it. You want this to be something they're proud of, that works for their business, and is just amazing in general. And I love that thought process. Because I'll be honest, I haven't always thought that way. Not that long ago, I had a client who sent me her copy and I was like, oh, girl, like, I love you, but this is rough. And I didn't do anything about it. It's on her website. And I, I didn't, I felt awful about it. So I love that the thought process that went behind it is literally, you're not willing to just slap something together. I think that's amazing. Well, I did it for a long time too. Mm-hmm. And I would try to like, patch things up quietly and not let them really know that I changed (laughs) some things. And I just feel better when they've worked with Chris because they've done this work with her that is really thoughtful. And it really is like getting to the core of why they're doing what they're doing, what they're about. So it's, it's changing it. It's like flipping Mm -hmm. it on its head. And especially because like right now we're working on a course together especially because a lot of people, when they approach it, they're thinking, oh, I have to sell. Like it's all about the selling. But our whole thing is, no, it's about the relationship that you're creating with your customer. And so when we're starting from that place, when we're starting from the relationship, it changes everything. And the people that we work with, they are changed too. And they don't feel like, Ugh, I have to just sell all the time and I feel so salesy and everything I'm saying, it sounds like I'm a salesman and, you know, they don't feel that way anymore. It feels like them and that's what it's about. I don't want it to be just like boring text on a page. I want it to capture the audience that's reading the page. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love that because I think something I can get on a soapbox about, and Krista has probably listened to me rant about this before, is I think that so many people assume nowadays it is all about the sell and all about making as much money as possible, Mm -hmm. but it's also about you and your business and like connecting with the people you actually are trying to work with and that kind of thing. So I think it's really amazing that you guys focus on building that relationship too, because it is important to remember that you are a person. You're not just this website, you know, trying to book clients or make sales or whatever. So it is important to kind of bring that humanity back into Mm -hmm. it. Yeah, exactly. So I'm curious, have you noticed a big difference in the success for your clients or how happy they seem to be afterwards since you have started, you know, incorporating the copywriting services as well? And what do they actually think of getting both services taken care of at once? I think some of the things that we hear are... Well, they have light bulb moments when we talk because we do like one-on-one face-to-face type thing. Even if they live in another country, it doesn't matter. We like to be able to see their face. And so we often do a lot of one-on-one calls with them and we tend to talk through things with them probably a lot more than other designers and copywriters would. And it's because 
we want it to, at the end, be something that they're proud of and that they do want to share, that sort of thing. And so when we see those light bulb moments, when you see somebody's face light up, when they're like, oh, I understand this thing now. I understand why we need to do it this way. I understand, you know, how this needs to connect to my client or my customer. When we have those moments, it, for me, that makes it all worth it. And we have a lot of people who, when we're done, they say, like, their business has transformed because we're not mm -hmm. just, like, doing the website. That's not how we do things. I know other people probably will, but we are trying to help them build their business at the same time. Sometimes it takes a bit longer to do that, mm -hmm. and we're okay with that, too, because we want something at the end that they're going to be proud of, that they're going to love. And for me, I mean, a person could pay me a dollar and I will work 50 years to, mm -hmm. to make it, you know, something great. It's just because of who I am. I know personally, I just have that kind of work ethic. And Chris is all about changing the world and making it a better place. And so she's trying to do that with even if, you know, it takes longer too. So that's what matters to us. And when we see them happy and when their faces light up and they feel like, wow, my business has taken a lot of leaps forward, then we know it's all worth it and we feel really happy and they feel really happy. So, yeah, you can make such a greater impact. I feel like, like if you're doing, if you have that thought process with just the website, like that's one thing, but when you have that process with both the website and the copy that goes into it, you can make such a bigger impact. And I have noticed through working with you that your um, process tends to take longer than other designers, but I'm sure it shows at the end. Like mm. I don't get to see a lot of them at the very end of it. I do want to go back and look now, but I'm sure that shows that you're willing to spend as long as you have to with these clients to make sure the website is right on, the copy is right on, and it's really reflecting them and what they're trying to do. I think that's mm -hmm. awesome. Yeah. So I bet... I don't know, thinking back to the times that I used to work with clients like directly, not through a designer, getting copy was like the most frustrating part and just trying to tie it all in. So I bet it's amazing to always know that you're gonna have copy and good copy there and ready to go when you start. But I'm curious to know how working with Chris has changed your process, like how the two of you work together um, and if you've had to kind of tweak the way you do things to fit her into it. Yeah, we're still working on that, actually. We So a lot of clients will come to me first, or potential clients. Yeah. And I think a lot of what needs to happen for us right now is educating them that the copy needs to come first because I need something to put in the page. I can't just guess. I can't just, you know, make things up. I could put in some lorem ipsum, but who knows how long you know, for their about page. Who knows how long it will be? Yeah. You never know. So um, we're still working on that. And it's imperfect. You know, it's a day-by-day -day thing that we're trying to fix and change. But as far as us, you know, trying to figure it out and what we've come up with, usually if they come to me first, I'll see if they're interested. I do have in my middle package where Chris gets one call with them. So basically they come to me, I pay her to do a call with them. 
And so she'll start the process and she'll see if they're interested in continuing with her. And really that call, they get to see what it's all about. They get to see what an impact it will make. And she centers that call around their brand message. So she talks about why they're doing the thing that they're doing. And it really helps them to see how copy is so important. It's not something that you should just like, you know, ignore. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so through that, usually she'll book the client on her end. And then there's a large gap in between, you know, when I first got in contact with them and they've paid their deposit to when I actually start the mock-ups and things like that. So that tends to be a little weird, but I'm still working it out. I'm currently sending them homework during that time, and I'm trying to get them to answer some questions so that I can understand what it is that they want. And we start, like I kind of educate them a little bit about how the website should work, that sort of thing. So it allows me to really do some of that initial groundwork that maybe I wouldn't be able to do as well if we didn't have that gap in time. But sometimes it takes a little too long (laughs) for me. So that's the only thing. And we're trying to still work that out. If they come to her first, then they'll have some of the work done before they start working with me. And that usually ends up working better. But usually, you know, a lot of people who go to her to work with her, they've already made their website. Yeah. So they're like past that point. They're like, oh, I probably should have done the whole copy thing. Mm -hmm. So we're trying to do some more of that customer education, client Mm -hmm. education, to get them to know how important the copy is. And so that hopefully over a period of time will start changing the way that people who follow us look at it. Yes, I love that you're trying to like educate the masses on how important this is. Um, for so when you start with the client first, they come to you first. Do you like does Chris tell you, okay, I'm going to be done with them on this date, or do you have like a general timeline and you just kind of fit them in when they're ready? Well, she does her she does calls with them, mm-hmm. and so the way that it works on her end is she has a call with them at the beginning of the week and the end of the week. And so during those calls, she talks them through what they need to do for a specific page and they will actually draft the page themselves. So they're actually doing the writing because she wants it to be in their voice. So she works differently than other copywriters Mm -hmm. do. So she wants it to be in their voice. So they will draft it and she will edit it and then they will meet again and they will go over the final edit together. And so she does that within a week. Now we've, you know, talked about it, how to make things better. And that's something that she's been trying to change. And she's come to this point now. So that will, it depends on how many pages that they're Mm -hmm. doing with me, but that will change, you know, how the things will play out. So if they are not getting the stuff back to her, that's when we run into some issues. And we work with creative women entrepreneurs who are usually like painters, illustrators, they tend to be a little more loose in their deadlines. And so sometimes it's, you know, fighting with all of that and trying to get it to work out. And I am not an enforcer. I'm not like, listen, you've got to do this by such and such a date or I'm gonna, you know, give you a late fee, (laughs) which Mm -hmm. I probably should do. That would be a 
better business tactic than what I currently do, but it's just not in me. I would have to hire somebody, honestly, really. I would have to hire somebody to be my enforcer. And I could do that, but I don't know. It doesn't really go with my whole vibe. Yeah, you're right. So... so just going back to what you're saying about like educating people on realizing that content comes first, I just wanted to add a quick thought to that. I think that is an industry standard that we all should set. So I am mm-hmm. also a designer and I think it was last week, two weeks ago, um, Krista and I were talking about a Facebook thread that we saw in one of the groups we were in where there were many designers going back and forth where someone had asked what comes first, like what should I be working on? And there were those of us who were like, I have to have your content first before I can like do anything with your design. And then there were other people who were like, oh, it doesn't matter. You just start with your design. And so I definitely think that that's an industry problem mm-hmm. and we all have to come at it at once. And I think if we can all team up together and educate our clients on this, mm-hmm. it would make it so much easier for just everyone. I mean, including developers like at that point you're already like really ready to go (laughs) that'd be amazing and it's also like them having a plan a lot of people who come to me they don't even know what they want to do with their business sometimes and when you don't know (laughs) like you don't have a plan then how what am I supposed to do I can't build your business for you Mm -hmm. and so that education and showing them that if you know these things and you're coming with these things, then we can make something great, something that you'll actually love instead of just like, you know, slapping it together, then they'll be happier in the long run. And we all want happy clients. Like that's, we, we do because then they're going to say to somebody else, Hey, I worked with the best designer. (laughs) Here you go. Here's her name. So if you would, tell us a little bit about how the two of you kind of work together to create your packages and just set it up and just, I guess, how the whole process works, even though you were just kind of explaining it a little bit um, on. So if the client inquires with you, what kind of package do you have listed on their on your website? So what do they think they're getting? And then how do you kind of transition that? Well, I have three packages for my end of things. Chris has her own packages and she usually tells people that she works with me and then sends them to me and they choose one of my packages. So okay. on her end, you know, Sometimes she has clients who they don't work with me and that's okay because they've already chosen another designer or they already have their website done. And some of them are not wanting to, you know, start all over again. They maybe just finished it or they finished it like a year ago, even though I believe that you should update your website kind of often, but you know, they are already through that. So from her, like, I don't get as many referrals as I give to people because this is the thing is that most of the people who are going to her, they've already done the, the easy route. They've already said like, I'm just going to slap it together. So now they're at the point where they're like, oh, this is a thing that I need to do. Whereas on my end of things, people are coming to me and they're like, I just need a website. 
So um, in my packages, I try to get them to talk to her at some point. So my bottom package, they have a short call with her where it's just like she's just doing like a little kind of trying to get them to understand how important the copy is. In the middle package, they have a longer call where they're talking with her. There is actually a full call that I pay for for her to try to get them to bump up their package. They pay her directly because she's in Canada. I can't. I will be shorting her money basically because I get paid and then I have to pay her. So I pay her less and then conversion rates. It's a whole huge thing. So then paying her directly, she gets more money. So it works out better for her and I'm happy because I want her to be happy. So, (laughs) you know, it, it, we've tried it the other way and it didn't work. So for us, we have to do it this way where we almost have separate packages. Mm -hmm. So, but I try to work her in, in our top, my top package, has a full like package with her that I would pay her, but I've never had anybody book it because it's a lot of money (laughs) and most people fall to the lower two packages for me. So I just try to express to them how important it is. I tell them how awesome she is and just try to let them know, you know, that this is something that you should really consider doing. And most of the people who I talk to they want at least the one call with her. Yeah. So. I like that you worked it out that way where she's doing a little education. Um, <clears throat> in that second package, at least she is doing a little work with them, but then it's up to her to, you know, get them to realize the importance and then they can book more. I think that's a smart way to do it. Was it like, did you guys find it took a lot of try- trial and error or was it like tricky to come up with it in that way or was it just kind of a natural thing that happened? It kind of evolved over time. Like we tried it where she was just in my packages and it, as far as like being able to pay her and that sort of thing and like getting the money to her that she deserved, that was hard. And so I am kind of like a, let's be fair, like let, I want you to get as much as you can get out of it. And so it ended up working this way and it's still not perfect, but Mm -hmm. for now it's, it's working and we, you know, kind of like the setup of things. And like I said, we're constantly tweaking it and trying to make the whole process better. So we'll come to something else. I know at some point. (laughs) Probably. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. I think it's a good idea to not force it on your clients. Cause I think when Krista was like telling me how you did this and stuff, I was like, but what if our clients are like, I don't care about copywriting because I just (laughs) assumed that you were like, this is what you're going to get, copywriting and design. But I think it's a really good idea to give them the option where they can talk to her and kind of make up their own mind instead of um, my assumption, which was like, hey, you, you are getting copywriting because your copy sucks or whatever. (laughs) Well, that's, you know, everybody, they get that initial call with her. So it is still kind of me like, giving them a little push, like, here you go, come on now. (laughs) And, you know, I have had clients who they do not need help at all. Mm -hmm. And some of them are like, you know what, I don't care. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, (laughs) okay, that's fine. And they they still have had the call with Chris and the call was really short and, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever, that's, that's their prerogative. They can do that. That's fine. 
But, you know, when they're done, if they're not happy with it, then they probably will go back to her at that point. And they'll probably be like, okay, I think I do need your help. So (laughs) at least they've had that introduction. At least they know how important it is. At least they are thinking and they're aware of it. Yeah, that's a good point. So what do you think is like the number one thing that you guys do or just have worked out that makes the collaboration between the two of you so successful? I think mostly it's our friendship and our personalities. We met at Creative Live. We were both on Creative Live for a class that April Bulls Olin did um, back in 2013, maybe. I don't even know. We've known each other for a long time, and we've we were able to meet in person. We developed a customer relation, like she was my my copywriting person for my own website, and I was able to work with her and grow a lot through that. And our calls that we had, I was able to really get to know her. So over time, I was able to develop this relationship. And a lot of people don't work well with friends, but I can only work with people that I know and trust. I have a hard time working with people that I, I don't know and I can't depend on and I don't know how they work and I don't know if they'll be honest with me, that sort of thing. So for me, working with a friend usually works as long as I know that they can do what they say they can do. So I knew because I worked with her as a client. So... For us, that's what made it work is because mm-hmm. we had developed that friendship. We've worked really closely together for almost two years now. We've been working with clients for over a year. So because we had that initial groundwork that was laid for our friendship, I think it made it work really well for us. Is that what you would... So if there's someone like looking for a copywriter to work with, would you suggest that they start by like just starting to talk to copywriters and get to know them and build friendships? Or is there something else you would say someone should do to find the right person to work with? I would say definitely if you are able, try to, if there's somebody you're looking at, try to maybe hire them for something small on your website Mm -hmm. or see if you can talk to them about how they work, their process, see if you can trust them. Like those things are important to me. I don't know if they'd be important to everybody else. I would imagine they would Mm be. Um, But trying to figure out how their process works, if they're going to be reliable, if they're going to be honest, if you're going to have like a good collaboration, your personalities have to work well together. Chris and I talk every single day. We are always doing things. I just got back from Canada. I went up there for three weeks and lived in her house. So, oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean, you really, it has to be because it's almost like we're business partners. And it also depends mm-hmm. on how you're working too. So we do a lot of stuff together and we talk every day. And so that would not work if we weren't friends. So for us, mm-hmm. yes, absolutely. If you don't want that type of relationship, you might have like a list of a few people that you feel you'd work well with and then start seeing how it works with them. Maybe at first just refer people to them, see if those people come back happy, that type of thing. Mm -hmm. And over time, you'll be able to tell if that's the right person. And then you can maybe develop it into more of a partnership. 
I'm sure you guys probably have a lot to offer because you guys work together and you're not copywriters, you're a designer and a developer, but you still have that type of friendship and relationship. And Yeah, I think it's definitely important too, but I really, really love what you said about hiring them for a small project because that's the only way you know what you're getting your clients into. Like if you are really passionate about your client experience you want to know what you're sending them to right so I really like the idea of working with them directly first I wouldn't have thought about that but I think it is important if you're gonna be especially incorporating them into your package packages but even if you're just referring them I think that's a good idea thanks yeah I think that's an underutilized idea just in general um for everyone Mm -hmm. is you know before you hire someone for this big project, be it copywriting, design, development, whatever it is, give them something little to do and see if they can even get that done. Then you can invest your money in them. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, definitely. So on the opposite side of what makes everything work, we do wonder what are the biggest challenges that you guys have um, just faced since you started working together? I think it's really just the trying to figure out the process and how to make it work. Like I said, we tend to take a little bit longer than many designers would be happy with. And I personally am trying to make it where that is actually okay. Because right now I have way too many clients and not enough time. Because even if I'm not constantly working on their stuff, it's in my head, right? It's what you call an open loop. So I'm thinking about it. It's in the back of my head lingering. I know that it's there. I know that they could email me, you know, today and be like, hey, what's up? And so I try to keep them, you know, in the loop and everything. But when they're working with her, you know, it's it's kind of hard. Like it's so the whole process of trying to get that to go smoothly has been a little difficult. And so I'm trying to make it where I can earn some money from more passive income for me to be able to only take on a couple of clients, you know, a year. So that way the whole process will take as long as they need it to because the people we work with, the creative people we work with and how we're doing it, it's different than how other people would do it. So I'm trying to make it where it's possible for me to do it in the way that my clients need and the way that works best for them. So Yep, we're ironing things out, (laughs) trying to figure that out. It's only been, you know, a little over a year that we've been working together. And so, of course, there's still going to be some ups and downs and um, figuring out, talking together of how can we do this better. And when we arrive Mm -hmm. to a new idea or a new conclusion, we're always like, let's work this in. Let's do it now. (laughs) And, you know, it's always like you can always do better. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's such a natural part of the process. And like, Corey, I think we've been collaborating on stuff for about a year, too. And we've definitely learned things, especially in our bigger projects that we do. We learn things that we can do better for our clients and for ourselves to make sure the whole collaboration goes smoothly. Because it's a lot even to add one extra one extra person to your project. So I can definitely see that being the biggest challenge. So now for our action steps part of the episode, we would love to know what are the top action steps you'd give to a designer who wanted to start working closely with a copywriter? I'd say first, get some 
names of people who other people have worked with that they've had a good experience. Mm -hmm. So that would be number one, you know, figuring out who's out there. Because if you don't know, like when I was trying to find a developer, I had no idea. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I contacted Aaron and then Aaron gave me a few names. So that to me seems a logical first step. And then from there, you need to go to their websites, read what they have to say, see if you like their copy, see if they're, you know, interesting and you can actually get an understanding of their personality from what they've written on their own website. If you go to their website and you're like, nope, then (laughs) probably won't work. I went to Krista's website and I was like, oh my goodness, can she be my BFF? Like I, it was an instant thing. And I told Erin, like she gave me probably five names and I was like, no, I don't want anybody else. I only want Krista. (laughs) So I think it's the same. Like if you're going and you're trying to find a copywriter, if you click with them on the page, that's their job. Mm -hmm. That's that's their one job. (laughs) If they're not getting it right, then yeah, you don't want them (laughs) on your team. You don't want them to work for you. You don't want them to work on your own stuff. So Mm -hmm. you got to start there. And then the next step would be contacting them and seeing, you know, do they have open availability? Like how is their client workflow? Trying to ask them some questions of what, how they work. And Krista, like, I know you're not a copywriter, but I I mean, this is how I found you is going through this process. You had that really great course, that free course that people could go through. And I emailed you Mm -hmm. and you answered all my questions. It was just a, a perfect fit. So when you're looking for somebody, when you take those steps, I think that you'll arrive to a person that maybe you can work with and it depends on their availability. It's always good to maybe have a backup. I, with Krista, I'm like, no, I don't want a backup. I don't want anybody else. And it's the same same with Chris. I... I'm like, no, she's who I want to work with, and we've made it so, so. Mm -hmm. I love that. (laughs) So I am sure our listeners are going to want to go find you and Chris and learn more about you guys and, you know, figure out how they can make this work for their businesses. So where can our listeners go to learn more about you and keep up with you online? And if you want, you can also give Chris a little bit of a shout out because they may want to contact her to be their copywriter. <laughs> She's like, no, stay away. <laughs> yeah, I might keep that on lockdown. <laughs> um, for me, you can follow me at amandacreekcreative.com. And I am on Instagram a lot. I'm sharing um, like behind the scenes and things. So my handle is Amanda underscore Creek. And you can follow me in those two places. I am everywhere else too. But I mean, if you really want to get to know me, that's where you'll. Instagram's the best. Yes, Instagram (laughs) is the best. And Chris, she is, I think, on Instagram right with a K. Yep. And then her website is withakwriting.com. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on today, Amanda. There was so much good stuff in here, both about working with a copywriter and just being a good designer in general. So I am so excited to share this with everybody. I know they're going to love it. Thank you. I'm so glad you invited me. And I'm glad I got to hang out with you guys. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. 
For show notes, past episodes, and more information about the two of us, visit us online at getbacktodesign.co. If you enjoyed today's show, it would mean the world to Krista and I if you take two minutes to head on over to iTunes and leave a review. While you're there, don't forget to subscribe so you can be the first to know when new episodes are available. Now put what you learned into action so you can streamline and grow your business, ditch the code, and get back to design. Oh, 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 oh